Welcome to Connemara Ponytails, a new series of interviews giving you an insider's view on all things related to the Connemara Pony. We'll be having lighthearted chats with breeders, writers, producers, and Connemara enthusiasts who'll share their stories. We hope you enjoyed this free series, and please share with your friends and family. Welcome to Connemara Ponytails. I'm Lucinda Kelly and a big thank you to everyone listening into the series so far. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Carol Henley of Thornbrook Stud in Kildare, who will be co-hosting this episode. Carol is a big advocate of the performance Connemara Pony and owns the lovely Cheeky Bobby Sparrow. Joining Carol are Mary McCann of Hartwell Stud and Ger Foley, a big Irish show jumping producer and owner of Pumpkin's Pondy. Carol, you might just kick off and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, all. Um, well, I, as a child, was interested in show jumping and my father was interested in Connemara mares and thoroughbred mares. So anything I had had to be a Connemara mare. The best one we had was Black Cherry. Um, she was the dam of Cheeky Bobby Sparrow. Um, ever since, we've just bred ponies for show jumping and eventing. Brilliant. Okay. Mary, welcome. Yes, thank you. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, Mary and Hartwell, and what, what, what you're all about. Well, we have a, a stud farm here uh, for for uh, sport horses, and we have the odd Connemara. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had Connemaras uh, back back a while. And uh, we uh, have a freezing station here, Department of Agriculture approved freezing station. We freeze quite a lot of Connemaras for export. And uh, basically, that's it. Young ponies coming along, young horses coming along. And focus still on ponies or more focused on horses, Mary? Oh, it's, it's more focused on horses. It's, it's much more focused on horses. Yeah. But we have, I, I'm, I'm getting more interested in ponies now because I have three grandchildren coming along and they are actually, uh, one, they're both, uh, there's two Connemaras in that little band. So, you know, it, 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 it's coming back around, if you like. Brilliant. And uh, more keen on maybe seeing what the what the smaller Connemara pony, uh, you know, is it going to be able to do because they're very hard to get. Yeah, and I yeah. would definitely be more interested in the smaller Connemaras. Well, funny, we did our episode last week on the height of ponies, and there's big interest in the smaller ponies, so it's quite topical at the moment. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us, and Jer, welcome. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, well, I suppose we got into it. Um, we started up Foley's Ponies a number of years ago when the boys started to, well, they were hunting and that was our background, hunting and cross country. And then we kind of found that we wanted to do something for the spring and the summer when the hunting was over. So we started show jumping and we kind of never looked back after that. We set up Foley's Ponies. We compete. We buy young stock and bring it on. We've kind of found ourselves Getting into the Connemara pony, as in we've had a very some very good Connemara ponies, particularly the ones that show a little bit more blood, I'd say, more so than your regular working hunter Connemara. We've just found ourselves competing then at all levels, internationally and nationally, and that's where we're at at the minute. Because you've had both, you have had Jason and Max and you've you've other boys jumping as well, but they've been jumping right up to top Aga Khan levels. And, and Max has been up there with um, reserve and Irish pony teams on different, all different breeds of ponies. Yeah, I suppose um, Jason was 
selected first to go. It was our first taste of kind of international team event. He got picked for the Pony Europeans. Now, that was with more of a, um, a sports pony than yeah. a Connemara pony. But we found one pony nearly wasn't enough to be competing. So at that level, so we went searching and we came across Pumpkin's Pondy. Now, Jason rode Pumpkin's Pondy for a level, but Max, I suppose, would have got the better spin out of him on his first year. He got selected to go and represent Ireland in Fontainebleau with Pumpkin's. Um, when you were looking for another pony, what was it that, you know, did you see Pumpkin's jumping in France or what, what was it that you, you decided yeah, on we, him? We had put out a few feelers. I suppose I kind of came interested in the Connemara when we bought our 13-2 Connemara Mayfly Green Peter. He was just blood out the door. He was by Balna by Tom. He had all the features of a foreign pony. Every time you brought him somewhere, nobody had believed that he was a Connemara pony. Right. And it was that blood that we kind of said, Jesus, if you had that in a 14-2, like, it's fit yeah. to do anything, you know. And we put out a few feelers then out across France with some people that we knew and we got videos of pumpkins. We went out to try him. He was your regular Connemara with just something a little bit different about him. He was rangy, he was long, he was scopy, and mm. he just jumped for fun. But he had a very good brain, so he had. And did you go looking for a stallion, or was it just that he was a stallion? No, we actually went looking for a performance pony. But the fact that he was a stallion didn't really phase us, to be honest, which even though we hadn't handled a stallion previous to that. Uh, the girl that had been riding it assured us that he was as gentle as you could get in the stable. We brought him home. We bought him. We brought him home. He picked up a small injury with Jason, so Jason actually didn't really get to compete him. Yeah. Uh, he got a cut, and he didn't get to compete him in that particular year. We got him. We got him fixed up. We rehabilitated him, and Max never looked back from the first day. But like. Reuben and Harvey could sit on him bareback and walk him down the passageway and he'd just be like a little lamb, so he would. He was, just his temperament, everything was just what we were looking for. And Jer, for the listeners that don't know Pumpkin's Pondy, just give us one or two of his big successes with Jason and Max. Well, Pumpkin's Pondy is the only pony to ever have won the French Championship and won the Royal Dublin Horse Show as well. He's one of the only ponies that has done back-to-back Fontainebleau Grand Prix. He's done the Fontainebleau Grand Prix and the RDS Grand Prix. He jumped on the Nations Cup in Hagen, or in uh, Fontainebleau with Max. He won Nations Cup with France and with uh, Ireland. He, he's just been an all-round, really exceptional jumping pony. There's probably, he's right up there with probably the best, there's probably not too many more Connemaras have done in that level what he has done. Like, And just while we're talking about the stallions there, um, Mary, we all know Ashby Bobby Sparrow, but we don't know much about him as such. Where did you, how did you come upon him and how did that all start for you? I was trying to sort of work out the years and I'm not even sure what years mm-hmm. it was, but it would have been, oh, it would have been about maybe 1979 maybe. And Jimmy Jones, who bred um, Ashfield Bobby, 
rang me up and he said the gentleman that had bought him as a two-year-old and lived up in Donegal had uh, some Connemaras and he was he actually bought them for his retirement but then discovered having a stallion and about five mares up there was a little bit too much for him to manage. So I heaved into a car with my husband David and would you believe with Countess Marvelt and right. off we headed for Don- off we headed for Donegal <laughs> and uh, a little funny story uh, going through Keedy there you know it was right in the middle of the troubles. Uh, April was sitting in the back of the car doing her knitting. And uh, I, I looked out and here was all these guns pointed at us. I nearly had a freak. Nothing <laughs> taken. She just, she just knitted through the whole trip. <laughs> so we got up there anyway and Ashfield Bobby was there. And I think he was five. He was unbroken anyway. He was five at the time. And there was a very good bay mare there. She, uh, she was about seven and she was called Gay Patra. And she had had... Uh, uh, a couple of foals by Ashby Bobby and it, it, it all turned around and uh, the, the gentleman who was charming up there uh, sort of fell for us and thought well we're going to do a good job and we bought the whole lot right. and home we came and actually Gay Patra who was the star of you may remember Gay Roberta um, in the Hunter Pony season scene she won all around England and everywhere and she was the dam with that. And then she, in, a, in about a sea, we broke her. And would you believe in a season and a half, she went grade A and she was oh. sold to England. So the, the jumping was there all along. And then yeah. we broke Ash, Ashfield Bobby and uh, I had nobody to ride at the time. So he actually started as a horse, jumped up to what was then grade B. Now, I think grade B would be, if I'm right in saying, probably about 130s in those oh. days. Yeah, but when 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 we got to that, it was a little bit hard on him because we there was not a lot of doubles and, and trebles in those mm. days, and the, the the distance was 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 getting a bit tricky for him. And then um, Edward Doyle arrived on the scene as a kid, and we decided we'd bring him back to a pony. But the big laugh we got, we got up to the RDS to measure him. There was about 20 people there to see him being measured out. What height was he, Mary? He was measured 147. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't a great big pony, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a great canter. He's a great canter. And I'm sure, as Gerald will tell you, if you don't have a canter with these animals, you don't have anything in, in the jumping arena. And it was, it, was a little, it was a little bit different then. The courses were different. If you think back, courses were different. There was about 10 poles in each fence. You know, they all look far more solid than they mm. are now. And uh, But he did absolutely everything. I mean, I evented I him. And uh, David Doran here from the village, he, he rode him. And then Edward, uh, he rode him in the horses. And then when he came back to be a pony, Edward rode him in the ponies. But we, we really only got uh, one year with Edward because he... He won the Derby in Mill Street, and that was probably the biggest course I'd ever seen him jump. You know, we we were we were in uh, Belgium on the team that year, but the fences in those days weren't as big as they are now, and the, the competition isn't as wasn't as tough as you can imagine. That year, I think, was only the second year that they ever ran a, a European Pony Championship in okay. um, in in Belgium. And funny enough, the year before we'd had the winner of the European Championships the year before, a pony belonging to Eugenia Murray called uh, um, Abbey Leaks Cypress. Now, oh, I can't remember what he was like. 
So we had the first one and the second one. and He won the first year and then there was the second year. But when you go back that far and you suddenly realise how far we've come, do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. unbelievable really when you think of it. Like kids on 12, two ponies now can get out on teens. In my in my in my day, I'm going back a bit further. In my day, we just had the fourteen two class in Dublin, and it didn't matter what height the pony was. It was a good jumping twelve, so it still jumped against the thirteen uh, against the fourteen twos. <laughs> and were, was he covering? Uh, you know, while he was competing. Uh, he was, but he was a very easy pony. He was, he was a very, he was quite an unsociable pony, if you like. If you like, you know the way ponies would come up and have a mm. chat with you. He, he was his own self. He just liked to be a little bit uh, aloof and just. He'd stand in the box and you could do what you liked with him, but he 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 was he was just a little bit aloof, you know. I, I think oh. Connemara ponies now that nearly creep into your pocket. He never would creep into your pocket. But um, one one thing we did with him, I always remember. Uh, which he didn't like. Uh, I actually drove him. I actually won in the international in Dublin, driving him in a in a gig, and he <laughs> he hated it, and I hated it. <laughs> I He's never felt it. safe with him. He used to look back at me as if to say, "If I don't kick the devil out of the back of this car, you'll be a lucky person." <laughs> yeah, and, but and he did dressage. He did. He did absolutely everything. And uh, when did he retire for his riding career? Well, we we actually we we sold him the, the Leddy boys. You remember the Leddies? The Leddy boys. Yeah. He, he the Leddies bought him from us, and he went. I think he went through at least two of the boys, or maybe three of the boys, and then they sold him on. And I can't remember who it was to, but a funny little story if you wanted to hear it. Um, he I I heard he was about eighteen or nineteen, and I heard from Heather Dean's mother, Margot Dean, rang me one day and she said, I, Ashfield Bobby Sparrow's up here. She said, and he's not very well. He has, what do you call it, COPD, is it? Yeah, yeah COPD, and his, his breathing is very bad. And I said, I'll try and buy him back. Oh, she said, they won't sell him. But she said, hang on there and we'll see what happens. And I was on, on um, a trip um, in America and I'm quite keen on quilting. And I stayed with a friend and they said to me, do you know what you do? Stop. You know, we were going from, I think we were going from Kentucky to, to, to Virginia. And they they told us about two hours in and the stride there was a big um, place that you could get quilting material up on the hill. So anyway, we called in up on the hill and I was going through the door talking to my husband. And the next thing, this woman turned up and she said to me, are you Irish? And I said, I am Irish. Which she said, um, a, a, a lady from Virginia rang me and said, if you come in, could you please ring home? It's a, an emergency. So I cost really, I nearly died. I thought my mother was dead or something like that. And I rang up and got Jenny, my daughter, to say she was in an office. She said, they're going to sell Ashby Bobby in a sale. What am I going to do? Well, I said, oh. you go into the bank manager and tell him you want money out of my account. And you, you go and buy the pony. And she did. And that's how he ended up back with us again. And how old was so he then? Uh, he was about 18 or 19, and he lived to be about 27, I think. About 27. Okay. okay. Gina says he was 32 here. But okay. um, another, a nice little bit to the end of that tale is that we covered a mare for Leo Monaghan this year with Ashby Bobby Sparrow's semen, and she's in foal, and the semen's 32 oh, wow. years old. Hopefully, like in our coat, and we'll all get some. Well, it would be great if she did. Yeah, it's yeah. it's actually. I don't think it was. I don't think it's a Connemara mare, but it's a mare that Leo. Jared probably know Leo from jumping with the pony teams, and it's a it's a mare that has bred a couple of ponies that have been on Irish teams. Okay, okay. So any semen left of him? Well, uh, yes, but it's Gina, my daughter's um, inheritance. She says. <laughs>
<laughs> I was very surprised. And you know, when I when I when we inseminated the pony, I was terribly surprised at how good it was, which is great. Um, you know, and I, we know we do still have a bit, but you know, when semen gets a, a little bit old like that in the straws, you want to have your mare really dead on yeah. and dead right. You know, but so probably back, back when it was frozen back then, the techniques wouldn't have been as good as now. So to be able to have that success is amazing. Well. Well, I, do, I, I have to nearly say to you, you, you would believe how little it's changed. It's just got a little bit more, how would I say, uh, a little bit more that you, you, you probably get more progressive motility out of your sperm than you did years ago. And the one big change in it is that the straws are now more pliable. Uh, in his day, the straws were sort of quite tough, the plastic in them, and they're inclined, were inclined to shatter when they went into the, you know, to be thawed. Okay. But, uh, the, the 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 straws we use now are, are much more pliable, and I'd say will last even longer. You have you got uh, you've other Connemara semen there. You've black woodland rock and uh, your freezing. Black woodland rock. rock, and I think we've ice and far, and we have a, a God, I can't remember how long money we have. Yeah, black woodland rock. I'd be very fond of him um, yeah. as a jumping pony. He's 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 had a, an amazing career as well. Um, we are jumping a six-year-old Black Woodland Rock at the minute. It's going to be a very good pony. He won the Leinster six-year-old final down in um, Wexford this year. And he's just coming on and on with every day that we get out. He's getting better and better. And, and George, does he have that lovely temperament that Black Woodland Rock has? Really nice. And actually, goals the very same. He's a lot happier in his own steady cancer than if you move him up a little bit he just needs that little maybe that extra second you know in front of the fence to give him a little bit of room but yeah yeah, so yeah. lost the jump yeah but that'll uh, all come good. that'll come that'll come with another year when he's seven exactly. you know seven or eight. Yeah. we bring him out he's getting better and better like you yeah. know it's just yeah. it's time it's mileage it's a matter of presenting them right to the fence and getting them confident yeah. i believe and tell me, Ger, tell he's a stallion, is that right, Ger? No, he's not a stallion. He was castorated. Yeah. He's yeah. um, he's six years now. He's six year old now. Yeah, we bought right. him last okay. year. Right. Yeah, I think Black Woodland Rock is back in the country. I see where he's he's down in Cork, yeah, and I believe. Um, yeah, he, he is. He's competing. He was in. He was in the Mon, I think, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. About six weeks ago. Yeah. That brings us along, guys. You know where we're we were talking about. Um, you know, we we mentioned a little bit earlier about the canter. Um, I'll, I'll ask you, Jar, first. There, uh, you know, when you're looking for just a pony, um, are you looking for like? Do you is it big ponies? It's all about a canter. Obviously, you need scope. But is there any particular characteristics that you really must have when you're looking for a jumping pony? Well, personally, myself, I absolutely mm. love the blood, and it sounds okay. funny, but it doesn't bother me whether the blood is in the head or in the body, if that makes sense to you. They can be heavy boned, but have it in their head that they want to bring you onto the fence and they want to jump it. You okay. know, rather than a blood looking pony that's too laid back that you're moving forward all the time. You know, okay. you, you, you can't beat the one that wants to bring you onto the fence and is pulling you to the fence and wants to jump, pricks the ears and wants to go. It's also you- a great help to the children if they're like that, you know, isn't it? Absolutely. And it is something that you kind of have to train into them as well. But the natural one will just come, you'll sit up and on, they're gone. You know, 
the way to lock on to the fence from the first day that you start with them. Yeah. You know, Mary, you were saying there about the children riding them. Uh, like, so if, if you're talking about particular, you know, blood pony, what I'm saying is the rideability. Do you find there's less rideability in some Connemaras because they're not forward or are some of the blood ponies too much for children? Or is there a, is there a balance uh, there somewhere? I, I, you know, I think an awful lot in, in managing ponies with children is actually managing the pony and the child, if you can understand me. And it's 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 not so much all all well of course it is all the schooling that you do, but it's to try and fix the right child with the right pony, and then a good pony will teach a child. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm like sure I like to see the pony taking the child nicely down to a fence, you know, and and being able to shorten up when he gets there and really get into the air. And kids get gets they they get such confidence out of a pony that will go along and do it that way. I think what you'd find in Ireland in comparison to other countries, the Irish are brave as in they'll break a three-year-old and they'll bring it out hunting and it makes the pony very brave and forward. If you go over to France to look at their Connemaras, they'll have them bred in the purple. They'll be looking a million dollars. As a six-year-old over there, we'd have nearly more done as a three, four-year-old over here. Is that the right approach? I believe it's it's certainly the right approach for us because you can see that our ponies are a lot more tuned in. They're after seeing a lot more. And as a five and six year old, like as a five and six year old, we can have ponies jumping at the 110, maybe 150. And you can see where they're going to go. Whereas over there, they jump their ponies. You see a lot of the adults run on their ponies into seven and eight year olds. Yeah, and they're jumping them, but they're only jumping them at a lower level. You can't really judge it. Some people will say it works better, but their ponies, I don't feel, have the same rideability. I don't know if I'm wording that right now. Do you know they yeah. ride a lot more forward to the fence, but not in a correct fashion? And what do you think, Mary? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't see them. I don't see any ponies jumping abroad like a jar does. I've seen the ponies that came over from um, from France to compete the last few years in Dublin, just in that Connemara class. And yeah. they, to me, would be, I would be disappointed in what I've seen. I mean, I've never seen a pony that I'd turn around and say, oh, I'd love to have that pony home now, to be quite truthful with you, in, in the French pony. So yeah. I'd probably get shot for that. But it's, a, it's an actual <laughs> fact, you know. Mary, no, I, um, do you think, Mary, that there's enough blood currently in the Connemara stud book? Because we were talking on the last episode about introducing warm blood or more blood. What do you think? Well, no, I, I think a lot of them don't have enough blood. Now, I'll be quite truthful with you. Um, and and I, I'm hoping it's not going to get worse. But there, I, there, to me, there seems to be a divide in the ponies. I mean, you go to Clifton, you see all these lovely ponies. But they're really only ponies for showing and maybe for hunter ponies. The show jumping pony has to have a lot more than that. I mean, these fences are huge. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a and on our website there happens to be a a, a a a a video of Black Woodland Rock jumping just because we advertise the semen. And if you look at that pony cantering down to a fence, I mean I haven't seen Jura's pony, so I don't know. But to see Black Woodland Rock jumping down to a fence like that in a lovely collected canter in a snaffle with a girl on him, I mean yeah. it, it's 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 lovely to watch. And he's, I mean, he, for me, I think he's, he's, I was talking to Paddy Quinlan today and he says he's jumped 
for five years, he's jumped with a different child each year in the European Championships. He's jumped for Finland, he's jumped for Ireland, for Finland, for Estonia, for Holland and Belgium. I mean, that takes some doing to go into a different yard every year and still be produced good enough to go and jump for that particular country. You're not going to get horses to do that, for God's sake. The only thing I would say with um, the likes of the Black Woodland Rock, he competed at that very high level. Uh, Pumpkins, the same. They do have... If you stood in and you looked at the two ponies, Black Woodland Rock would be more of a stockier type pony. Pumpkins would be athletic. But the two of them are able to carry off the same uh, scope and way of doing it. They have the big canter, they have the big jump. But to do it so easy for the kids, I think, is the, the big part of it. Um, that, that, that's exactly right, yeah. And like, you know, when you see some of the ponies there, like if you see um, a, a pony cantering and you know some of them are very heavy, maybe hitting the ground hard, would that be a kind of walk away for you? Do you like to see it all there, you know, that canter from behind? Well, yeah, I love seeing the canter from behind, but it's funny now, we actually have, as well you know, Carrie, we had a pony in Belong to Yourself this year. That was a very strong pony, as in build neck. Yeah hind quarters the seat. That pony shouldn't have been able on paper that pony shouldn't be able to jump the way it actually could jump Carol like it. I'd won the star finder. I'd say we had only been jumping it. Would I be right in assume we put whatever points was put on oh, it? Oh yeah she really started with you jumping over yeah. court defences. Yeah. Like, in a matter of weeks it had won the star finder six year old class against seasoned seven year olds. But yeah, but it was in his head then. You know what you were saying earlier? He he, the more blood in his head. head, He had the blood to go and do it in his head. Yeah. He he would jump. Uh, We also have a pony belong to Aidan Jones from Dublin. And he's he's probably a smaller pony, probably your 146, 147, has done all the work in Hunter. Very good pony, lovely temperament. And he's, uh, he's exactly what you say. He pounds the ground to get to the fence. But I've never seen a pony that... He may not be the scopiest pony in the world, but he wants to jump it every time he gets to it. Sometimes that's the pony you need to have for a certain... You know, for that... For a certain child. Exactly. They, they, you know. they did bring in... Uh, years and years ago, I'm sure you all know, they did bring in blood into the Connemara pony way back... I mean, I, I, around the war time, or even a little bit before the war. And you probably all remember, or you wouldn't remember, a, a pony called Little or Little Heaven, wasn't it? Little, yeah. Heaven, Little yeah. Heaven. And Little Heaven was a thoroughbred. and there, I mean, he bred Dundrum, then crossed with the thing. I think, that, did Karna Bobby have a little bit of Little Heaven in yes. somewhere along the way? It is, yeah. And I mean, that was a pure thoroughbred. That was a pure 15-hand thoroughbred. Some people said he was a twin, but it doesn't matter what he was. He certainly put an awful lot of jizz into the Connemara at that time. I would think people are trying to get the blood back into it. Like, we really, we only started covering last year with pumpkins. And you can actually see the quality of pony. The mares are actually coming as well. Like, they are nice quality long mares. But I just think they have been covered with the local stallion down the road, which was the heavy one. You know, people are starting to branch out now and they can see that there's other stallions there. And if they want to go to have your jumper, your eventer, well, you have to travel and get that blood into them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think 
I think there definitely is a split in the, you know, I, I know they've been trying to do this for a few years, but there definitely is a split two ways. You've got your showing and probably your little hunter pony, and then you've got your jumping ponies. And like, like there's definitely a split there. That split, like I do think that we need a little bit of stamina. For oh, the, we do, but yeah. we do need but to keep I, the blood in, but in the right way. I think you know we do need, as as you know, as you say, when we're competing at those top top levels, we need the blood, but then we do need that bit of stamina and power. So we don't need to. That's why I th- don't think there should be this split that everybody talks about yeah, because yeah. we need good traditional mares, but quality ones. And then, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. like pumpkins and black woodland rock and, you know, to, to get those those jumping ponies, I think. But uh, at the minute, then, as you say... Like, if you go back and you look at the likes of Temple Bread Farboy, like, yeah. that pony has produced... Like, the Connemara has produced so many different looking Connemaras, you know? Yeah. We have a pony here belong to Eugene and, and Valerie Hannon. Uh, Barnarua Jenny is the name of it. And like everything that we have turned, now it's taken us maybe three years, but she has jumped from 90 centimetres when she came here first on Jason's. It was Jason had two months left in ponies. He had no pony left to ride and Eugene arrived down with this pony. And that pony has went from jumping 90 centimetres right up to competing in the 125 Grand Prix in Cavan. Had won the pre-sans in Mullingar at 175 over the wall. She produces blood. But what I really like this year, Eugene took his mare out of retirement and brought her in and got her ready and covered her with pumpkins. And we're just really looking forward to see what that's going to produce. The old style kind of, but big long back and big and rangy neck. It's something that you would have loved to see competing kind of. That scope, that sort of, that lent the rain and, and, and a bit of scope in them. Yeah, and it was probably, you know, I'd say we probably didn't get a handful of that type of mare with that range as in the Connemara. From another point of view, we got some fantastic looking Connemaras all doing their own discipline, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. yeah, and even going back now, and Mary, you went back further, but you're, just say, like what, maybe 15 years ago, you know, you were, well, Jason was probably hunting around ponies, but even in the last 10 years, do you, have you seen a difference, say, maybe with Connemara's, uh, you know, can you see well, it improving? Yeah, for, for, for me, the one, the one, the one pony that, that, not to breed from, and I did see a lot of them around at the time. At the time of the Celtic Tiger, if you remember, they were buying them up for all sorts of things. They were breeding all sorts of things to all sorts of things. And those roundy-shouldered ponies are not going to get anybody anywhere now, in my opinion. And they're certainly not going to jump real big fences. Uh, You know, one of these sort of ponies that you can't keep a saddle on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, we want yeah, to get yeah. rid of that sort of a pony. But what I would like to see is the smaller pony come back in again. You know, yeah. I mean, Connemara's are from 12-2 up, but we seem to be stuck in the 14-2s, and that's it, if you get me. But, so, Mary, uh, how, do we, how do we bring back the smaller pony? What do we do? Where do you well, find um, that small I, Connemara mare, I think, Mary, is the question there. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a very good little one here. I loved her dearly. She's up jumping in Scotland now, and she was from Letter McCoo Stud. And I don't know what way he bred her. I meant to ring him up and find out, but she was at just over... She was 
But she Brilliant. jumped in the 13 hands and she jumped in the 13 hands. But she was a gorgeous done pony. Lovely, lovely pony. We had her here for about three years. But to find that, it's very, very hard to find a, you know, a 13 hand Connemara pony. If you look at, and we've put a lot of ponies through the 12 to what we have ponies that you could say looks very much like Connemara. One of our best ponies, Remington Steel, he's still going. Uh, Jason Rodham, Max Rodham, Ruben is actually writing them now. He has yeah, every yeah. feature of a Connemara, but he doesn't have yeah. it on paper. And I think no that's yeah, kind of yeah. the problem. So the 22s, yeah. they were all bred. Look, at people were bringing in Welsh ponies, covering them with a Connemara stallion. They were bringing in, you know, whatever they could to cover them, to get that sensual yeah. pony. But they weren't putting we, we, pen to paper and... Or else they weren't being recognised. Yeah, no, registered. that small. See, I think the problem as well for breeders is because the market is so into these 14 twos. So if a breeder goes to breed and does breed a smaller pony, uh, you know, they're going to have to keep it and produce it because, you know, nobody. Yeah. They want them made. They want them as six-year-olds. But, you know, nobody wants to produce small ponies. How many families can produce, like, how long does it take you to produce a pony? How many kids can stay in them for that particular length? Do you know, unless you're this like, like and we have five boys, and when we started at the ponies, three or four of them would be sitting along the gate and they'd be nearly waiting. One would get down and the other would be getting on, like, do you know? It, but that day is kind of gone, do you know? You don't have the kids are the time to be bringing on the real small pony. The adults can ride the 14. Well, the, 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 only, the only thing about it is a, 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 nice, uh, a nice Connemara that you're talking about during the 14-2 bracket down to 13 hands. You'll find, you know, a small adult will be able to ride that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, well, there's probably that, one of the, the pony... best ponies that ever came into our yard. Sorry, Mary. One of the best ponies that ever came into this yard was Mayfly Green Peter. And from a six-year-old, Jason had that, and he jumped it in the main arena in Dublin uh, as a 13-2 track. Had won premiers jumping like, and back that time with Jason in the 13-2s, they were finishing at 125, 130 track. Like, they were big jumping tracks, and the competition was fierce. Like, that was a Connemara. But I don't actually believe there was another Connemara, or I can't think of one at the minute that booked as a proper Connemara in even the thirteen two level. Never mind twelve two. Yeah. Yeah. Well we have now we have we have little big chief coming now to, to free Seaman because she feels he's twelve two now and he's by gunsmoke. Well he's and, gonna be very uh, well to those thirteen three even you well, know, he should be. Yeah he should be now he he's grade A now and uh, twelve two measured in twelve two and if 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 he could produce a few, you know, covered with smaller ponies, it would be great. Because and where is the person that will get that small pony, Mary, like, that's not a Welsh pony? Like, is there a Connemara out there for that pony to cover as a Connemara, if that makes sense to you? Yeah, I think if people want to want to breed, uh, uh, I mean, I have a, a, a pony here belonging to my daughter, Gina, and she's 14 hands, and she's... Um, been knocking around the hunter ponies and that, and she's now she's now seven, I think. And my little grandson is on her now. She 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 sort of clocked up 150 points very quickly in about a, um, a year and a half. 
Now, having said that, that's easy to do, as you know, if you're trying to put the points up, you can go and put them up quite quickly. But um, I have a nine-year-old on her, and she's popping around wherever she wants to go, and it's great. So Yeah, I but mean, I think at the likes of 14 hands, though, the way the whole thing is gone, you're caught between sizes. For the person that might want to buy that pony, it may not measure in their country. Are you talking about... Oh, Covering that mare with like the likes of Little Big Chief to try and breed the 13 to. Well, I would, yeah, well, I just would think that it wouldn't be a bad idea if we weren't going to sell her because I've I've got grandchildren down to the age of four and five. So, yeah. you know, if you look at it that way, then they're they're there when you want them. And, you know, as Ger as, as says, you have a way of sort of, if you have a way of having people that can ride them and have, you know, enough time in the evenings after your, after their school, it's it's great to be able to bring them along that way. But I just feel it's it's very rare now to see, as as Ger says, they're probably half Welsh crosses most of the ponies that you'd see in the in the working hunter ring at that a at that at that level. Most of them are sort of half Welsh and and probably half Connemara and just bred small. But I mean, there, I I think there is a market out there for the smaller Connemara. There's also a huge market, a huge market for the the the, the fifteen two half bred Connemara. Uh, yeah. You know, by a thoroughbred. I mean, people are just going mad for those because they're just so easy. I do and, and think, Mary, if you were able to produce the 12-2 Connemara to be the same as the 14-2 Connemara, and it'd make it so much easier for the kids to come into the game. I would think that. I Would you not think that? I would think that. Oh, I would, certainly, because we've had every type of a 12-2 here up and down the years, and the one that you nearly think looks like a Connemara, they're the ones that are actually the most leveled, you know, the ones that are not yeah. cheeky, the ones that are not being that little devil that'll whip out or do something silly-like, you know. Yeah, the one that yeah. you could go hunting on tomorrow and you could go the next day and go show jumping. That's what we all need. We we need those sort of ponies. And, Just you know, I think there's going to be an awful... Sorry, Carol, I think there's going to be an awful difference uh, with the with the, with the problems that we have at the moment with this COVID, you know that everything is going to change and everything has changed. And I have to say that the pony clubs around here have been great at keeping everything going, you know, within a distance and everything, and 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 doing little cross countries and things like that. And those little ponies are great at that now that they can do the cross country one day and go show jumping the next day and maybe go trotting up the road and hunting and the whole lot. Uh, and you're 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 far more likely to get a level-headed one that's half Connemara or full Connemara, and 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 you know that your child is going to be safe on, and and that it is properly schooled will go in a snaffle. All right. Just you know, we're speaking about the heights there, and I won't get too into it, but you know, we're talking about blood in ponies in general, you know, at the top level. So if you're talking about breeding, a lot of the top-level blood ponies are accidental small horses. So even if you had a mare, you know, a 14-2, you know, warm blood pony jumping at the top level and then you breed from her, she still carries the horse genetics. So she may not breed 14-2s. So should the CPBS and breeders be trying to protect our pony breed, which will breed ponies, you know, but maybe, you know, as I say, maybe if the breeders were, were to think more about, you know, injecting some pony blood. Are we going to be stuck well, think, basically for, you know, if we were to I even go down a warm blood road, are we going to be stuck breeding wise that those 
those ponies won't breed ponies. They'll breed 15 twos. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, 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 no, I, you're quite right, Carol. I think that is going to be a problem. And, and listen, the good, good, good ponies that are, are sort of half-bred, if you can understand me, often they're just freaks of nature. Do you know what I mean? That they just didn't yeah. grow or they, they, they get the odd twin, I suppose, and that sort of thing. But uh, there's there's nothing as, as probably as good as a half Connemara, you know, if we can't breed the blood into the Connemara. But sure, I think we're doing it. I really do think that things are changing. They're starting slowly. And Jerry, you might be able to tell us, you know, when we're talking about the difference between those sort of warm blood ponies and, and even more native, you know, ponies, when it comes to the top level tracks, of course, builders, and you, I can only imagine how they're down to the inch, you know, um, are they going to run into trouble with the strides, you know, from, you know, what does he build? Does he build more for the warm blood pony, which is more no, of a I horse? I think they're going to run into trouble is they certainly won't be able to drop the size of the pony and keep the courses to the height that they are because it physically won't be possible. No, no that's true. They're expecting, but like, if you look at, and I'm even looking at my own lads, the kids are nearly six foot at the minute. And they're yeah. wanting you to breed a pony that's maybe 147, 148. And then want you to go out and jump over a 130, 135 track. No, that's true. Years years ago, Jerry, years ago, um, a friend of mine, uh, she was a vet, Eiling Park Hill. Back just again, just after the war, I'm really aging myself, aren't I? Just after the war, they they did the weights of the children and the heights of the children, and she sort of followed it too. I don't know whether that was done for pony's sake, but when we came, when we got to the eighties and even into the nineties, she was still alive, and she did it again. And she discovered that the fifteen-year-old child. Now she didn't say whether they were girls or boys were actually three and a half inches taller than they were in the late 40s. And they were half a stone to three quarters of a stone heavier. Right. And she was trying to she was trying to get the SJI at the time to bring the height of ponies up to 15 hands. Okay. And there was a lot of talk that they were going to do that. But then we sort of got in with, with the British. And then, the, you know, there was the big problem of probably do an international competition because these ponies would all be 15 hands. And as you know yourself, you're... Uh, 15 hands mean they'd be 15 one. Can you understand? Yeah. It? It's like, yeah, it's like the, one, the 148. The 148 isn't 148. It's probably 152 or 151 anyway. Do you know what I mean? But I'm right yeah, in saying that they're bringing it's down like, the heights again, aren't they? The FEI are bringing it down, back down to 148. They brought it down to 149 uh, with the shoes and 148 without the shoes. But they have put in like the grandfather clause. So anything that had been measured now, we've retired Pumpkins this year, but if we were to compete him, give him to somebody to compete or whatever, he'd pass on his grandfather rule, like, which was the 151. But but in fairness, like, okay, you measure at the start of the year if you have your pony let off and you have no shoes on and he's not in work for three months. Yeah, you can see that there is that two centimetres, maybe so, okay? But like, if you're in full work, you cannot expect your pony to be the same size as it was at the start of the year when it was in no work. Like. So then you're going to have to be getting ponies that are even smaller. But as you say, they're Correct. expecting to jump the bigger, so the tracks are getting bigger. Are, are they going to then let the tracks down to accommodate the ponies? And yeah. Oh, I can't, will the smaller, I can't see will the smaller ever doing ponies, that, sir. No, nor do I. But 
will it be fair then on the smaller pony carrying the bigger child? If you look at now a we kid have coming to... out at 16, like... Well, maybe we better start breeding the kids like a, a bit smaller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we'll have to sort of wait and see what's going to happen with that. But it, we, we can all, I suppose, see some of the complications that are coming down the road with changing Certainly, it. Um, if you go across to France, like, a lot of their Connemaras are only the 147. Yeah. You don't see very many big Connemaras in France. 146, 147, and it's the way to kind of have them bred for that height category. I'm going to change the topic a little bit, and this was one of the questions that came into us on Facebook, and somebody was asking about loose jumping, and what do you think of loose jumping young ponies? Is it something you do, and you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Mary, you might? Uh, if it's properly done, it's it's no harm, but the biggest problem is the abuse that's, that's done along the way, and I think possibly a lot of ponies are lost along the way because they're... I don't buy abuse, I mean, fence is too big mm. and probably too wide, and and uh, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a great believer in loose jumping horses or loose jumping. I think we don't give our animals time enough. And as Jar was saying, the pony that's broken at three and goes on at four and does a little bit of hunting and like we used to do years ago with our horses, it's the pony that's going to come out on the top at the end of the day, not the pony that's that's you know being forced at three to jump a, a, a big one thirty square fence. I, I definitely do agree with you on that. We've. I just can't see how you can even pick a pony from loose jumping because any of them will run down to that fence if you're, you know, if there's somebody following them down or look, it's it's probably something that could frighten a pony a lot easier than a horse, to be quite honest with you, you know, because the person that has the pony probably doesn't know enough about it it. to be loose jumping. Whereas the person with the horse that's his livelihood. That's his job. He's capable of doing it. Jer, would you buy a pony from seeing it on the loose? No, because I, I think I did one time and it was probably the biggest mistake I ever made because every time we put the saddle on him, he used to just break the poles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. No, I wouldn't either. I think I think we rush everything too much now, to be truthful with you, in horses and ponies. And, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, the, the ponies, that, in my opinion, as I say, we can hop around the place and do a bit of hunting and do a little, little bit of... And, and then you start to show that. I mean, we, we used to show jump our horses because they were five. The name of God now, the name, at three-year-olds, are, they're, they're, they're jumping huge fences. So a little like bit a of... a five-year-old horse now, Mary, if it was going to Lanigan, it'd have to be jumping 125, 130. Exactly. Like, we jump in the six-year-old Starfinders. There's some great classes there, like, and in fairness to the Connemara Society, they always um, put up a check, like, for the Connemara, you know, to to encourage people to put in their Connemaras into it. Uh, we would have won it last year with Barnarua Jenny. Was it last year? Maybe the year before, like, um, one of the Connemara, the highest-ranking Connemara at the Pony Championships, I think it was, or one of them. Which, like, it's a great thing to encourage people in. Like, the star finder is a very good class. The six-year-old jump at 110. The seven-year-old jump at 115. Yeah, like, there's no problem with that. I've, I've no problem with that at all. But I, I do have a... I mean, if you look at... Uh, I'm, I'm going back to horses now. I know we're meant to be talking about Connemara's. But you're, you're looking at foals jumping now. You're looking mm-hmm. at, at, at competitions for foals jumping at, at weaning time. Should they have gone mad? All together. Mm. Her mother of God, Mary, they're buying embryos now. Never mind 
having to show your fall or show your three-year-old. They're yeah. one embryo yeah. at the minute. So. Uh, just when you're talking about training there, Jar, I remember having a, a conversation with you before about Connemara's. You know, when you're talking about, say, maybe we'll go back to, say, the warm blood ponies. Do you find when you're training and you're doing a lot of jumping, is there a trend that the Connemara's need more work to get fit? And, you know, the the feed is, is the, the balance there. Yeah, the feed is very important. And we've been very lucky. I myself work for Red Mills, but we've worked very close with the Red Mills nutritionist. And it, it has always helped us out to give us right. that edge kind of with the Connemara's. I do see there is, you, you do have to get them to a level of fitness that you wouldn't with your other ponies. In, in saying that, you need to be feeding them correctly to get them to be able to take that level of fitness because they just do lack that little bit of edge if you're comparing them like to your blood pony. But the Connemara, will always stay coming down to the fence for you. You know, yeah. once you don't, or once you can have her in the spot, the Connemara is very, you know, whereas sometimes with the warm blood, they can just switch off on you. Okay. Well, you just need that extra little bit. They need to be fit, fit to be getting around those tracks like. Yes, for sure. Our European team that went out last year had two Connemaras on it, like the Cool Bomb was on it, and uh, our Fry Sky, isn't it? There. Yeah, our, was it our Fry Sky? Yeah, like they're two Connemaras, like, and like to be fair, the Cool Bomb has been as good a Connemara as in the country. You know, she's done everything. She's got her European medals, jumped on the teams. She has been very good. You know, it'll be interesting to see the prodigy that comes off of her. If breeding means anything, she should be able to breed good stuff. So we're kind of like we have a great commodity here. But do you think there's, Jer, you've been out, um, Mary, you've been around the world with these ponies. And and Jer, you've been out at those big shows. When you're out abroad, do you feel like, you know, uh, the, the people in Europe are going, oh, Connemara's are great. Or are they, do we need to be promoting them better, at, at, you know, at those bigger top levels? Or is it just purely results-based, end of? Like, look, at it's like everything, Carl. The French, they love the Connemara, but they love the French Connemara. Do we promote the Connemara enough? Like, we probably don't. Yeah, I think the Connemara worldwide promotes itself. And I think they're, they're known a lot. I believe at the moment you can't keep a Connemara in the country. They're all going to Sweden, uh, like two lorry loads no, a month sure, going out to Sweden. I suppose what I'm trying to get at, Mary, is if if you look at it, there's always a Connemara in the background at all them big shows. Yeah. Is. Sense, yeah. You know, yeah. They're always there, but the flashier pony maybe is the warm blood or the Belgian pony or the German pony. Do you know... But the Connemara is always there in the lineup. Probably easier written too. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think they promote themselves very well. Possibly, uh, you know, we could do with a few more in America. But the the, the, the problem in, in getting the ponies into America is a huge cost now. You know, it, it, it really is. It's only it's the, very the very top ones that buy. It's, it's yeah. the cost of getting them into America. It's nearly up, costing more than drinking pony it is, you know. It's it's the shipping over there. Although there, there's some nice, there is some Americans coming here and, and bringing. It's cheaper nearly for them to. It's easier for them to buy foals and bring them back to America than to try yeah, and get yeah, semen yeah, into yeah. America. And sure, you know all about that, Mary. 
Um, yeah, well, it's expensive, all right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just as a last kind of question, if you had a magic wand, Mary, what would you want in the Connemara? Maybe that's, that's not there. Probably a bit more blood. And what and would I what think? You, you know, I think that I'm talking about the the Connemara performance pony. I would think yeah, yeah. a bit more blood. Well, I'd have to agree with Mary on that, but I, I was just thinking today myself, actually, like. There's possibly a lot more Connemara's. If we're talking from the show jumping point of view, like I don't really follow the event inside of it. But what I have seen at some of the more local shows, uh, people producing uh, event and type ponies and coming and jumping them in the 90s and the meters and that. And they actually have their Connemara's looking fantastic, so they do. Do you know? The, the event and people take great pride in the Connemara's from that point of view. And and they seem to have that lovely blood Connemara all the time as well. Like you don't see that heavier born Connemara with with the eventing people either. And I often wondered, I wonder if that pony had its two or three year at just consistently show jumping, would it excel to the top? So in conclusion, for the performance ponies, we do need to concentrate. You know, when we're breeding our mares, we need to think if we have blood mare, do we need to put substance or if there's substance mare? Uh, do we need to get a bit of blood? We need to be really thinking about where we're going. And as you said earlier, Jar, you need to maybe, you know, instead of breeding these ponies willy-nilly, we need to be uh, maybe travel and go finding the right stallions for our mares. Oh, I think that's, I I think that's very I'm important. Not, I'm not yeah. promoting my own stallion, but like some of the people have rang us back that have the falls on the ground, say, this year, and even people that came and seen falls off of what they reckon it, the pumpkins is bringing that blood into the that they'd like to see. Now, look at you don't know that until it's a three-year-old till you see where is it. You know they all yeah. have blood, but what I will say is they're blood and active and they're strong and athletic looking as a fall, which is nice to see. So you just hope that you know with the good mares that's out there, you know you'd love to see them getting the the stallions, getting the mares. And just seeing where will it all lead to, like, yeah. you know, will he bring the French blood into it? Will he not? Time will tell, won't it? Did he get many mares, Jar? Yeah, we've covered plenty, I'd say, this year, like, and last, well, between the two years he has covered, yeah, he would have had covered 50 each year or something like that, you know, which we weren't set out to promote him. Like, last year, we maybe covered a mare on Sunday night and we were in Hagen on Monday or on Wednesday evening. Do you know? That was, like, that was my merger. <laughs> I didn't get to cross yeah, her. <laughs> but she went you know, in full. Like, <laughs> it, it was great, like, you know, because we didn't really know any better, but have really kind of got into it and looking up the breeding and everything now. And, like, it is amazing. I'm absolutely amazed with the amount of different Connemara's that are out there from the working hunter, the eventer, the show type. It's like phenomenal to think we have so many disciplines of Connemara. There's no reason why the blood can't be brought into it. That's the thing. It's one of the most versatile breeds out there. That's the great thing. And th- this chat was really very focused on jumping, but but one wor- worth having. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. And, and, and thank you, Jer, and massive thank you. Mary as well and Carol as well. It was a really useful conversation and I think our listeners will be delighted to have heard your feedback. So thanks for that.
Don't get us in okay. any trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Okay. No bother. Thanks very much. I'll Thank talk you. to you. Talk again. Thank you.